Uh, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Middle East Forum's speaker webinar series and podcasts. My name is Winfield Myers. I'm the director of Campus Watch. And today we're going to discuss the reaction in Israeli universities and among Israeli academics to the Middle East Studies Associations, or MISA's, recent adoption of BDS as its official policy. Uh, and our guest today is ideally suited to do that. He is Iyal Zisser. Uh, welcome, Iyal. We're very happy to have you today. Good evening. I'm very happy to be with you. Very, very happy to have you. Uh, he's ideal because he is both uh, a, an important scholar in Israel and a university administrator. He is the Yona and Dinah Ettinger Chair in Contemporary History of the Middle East and Vice Rector at Tel Aviv University, where he previously served as Dean of the Faculty of the Humanities and Director of the Moshe Dayan Center. He's the author of many books. I won't try to list them all now uh, and earned all three of his academic degrees, BA, MA and PhD at Tel Aviv University. Uh, our format today will be 15 minutes of discussion of our topic, followed by audience Q&A. Uh, if you have a question, and we hope you do, please use the Q&A box at the bottom of your screen to type your question. Uh, please make them brief and to the point, and I'll get to as many of them as we possibly can. Uh, <clears throat> well, Yael, uh, last month, MISA voted to, uh, by four to one margin, to adopt BDS as its official policy. Uh, there's been reaction here in America to that. Uh, negative reaction among supporters of Israel and among supporters of academic freedom. But obviously, uh, Israeli scholars and universities are the hardest hit by this, those that are in the fire of Mises' uh, anger uh, and, um, and politics. What has been the reaction there among both uh, university administrators, professors, students, uh, and others? Well, once again, uh, good evening. Actually, it's not a very good evening uh, here in Israel after the terrible terrorist uh, attack of yesterday, in which two of our students, two students of Tel Aviv University, were killed in a bar in a restaurant in Tel Aviv. And I guess Mesa will condemn the Israeli security forces for killing the terrorists, the so-called, yeah, Yes, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that about the Tel Aviv. Yeah, yeah. But 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 this has to do with with our topic. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. When Mesa was founded 60 years ago, it was for many Israelis sort of a gate to the big world. I mean, we were totally isolated. Most countries of the world didn't have even diplomatic relations with Israel. The Arab world was closed in front of us. So the only way to get in touch, you know, to, to, to speak with Arab colleagues, to, to uh, get introduced to the academic world was through such uh, associations, which were, you know, not very friendly, but we this was what I would call the uh, British understatement, um, uh, anti-Semitism or anti-Israeliness, I mean, uh, uh, hostile and still uh, exclusive. But <clears throat> when we come to our days, you know, it's uh, the irony of history that the Arab world is being open in front of us. Mm. I mean, Israelis can travel uh, uh, can conduct research in most Arab countries. Uh, in many of the Arab countries, we are welcome as scholars. And uh, it's not only, uh, you know, the Middle East, I mean, India, China, the entire world. 
So when I think of whether I should go to attend the conference uh, uh, in, in Washington, the MESA conference, or um, attend the conference I was invited to in Oman, in Abu Dhabi, even in Qatar, in Morocco, the answer is, uh, is, is quite uh, clear. And also, you know, because of the dramatic achievement of the Israeli Academy as a vice provost of Tel Aviv University, every week there is another delegation from a leading American or European university, university Ivy League universities that come and want to establish not only a dialogue, but cooperation, joint program with us, Northwestern, Columbia, New York University. So, you know what? I mean, MESA lost its importance, especially when it turned to be not uh, a group of scholars, but a group of activists. And we do uh, know who are these activists, what they are after. And um, for us, it's not as important as it was before, although I do acknowledge that, you know, it's a struggle and we shouldn't give up, even if it looks to us as not as important as it used to be in the past. You mentioned the universities um, approaching you to establish uh, scholarship programs or exchange programs or academic programs of some sort. And those that you mentioned, among them Columbia, uh, are of course members of MISA. Um, they can't have it both ways, can they? Uh, uh, that, that's the question of uh, what should we do? I mean, if the president of Colombia, the president of Northwestern, presidents of many American universities come to us and say, well, you know, what can we do about those people? You know, uh, um, uh, freedom of speech. I'm afraid to say that even in my university in Tel Aviv, there are some, you know, uh, uh, professors who think that, you know, uh, so uh, in the name of, you know, freedom of speech, they say they can't do anything to those uh, professors at their university, but they do promise us that as an institution. And I think that this is, by the way, when you look at MESA, around 3,000 members, less than 30% bother to participate. I mean, this happens with, you know, uh, Israel has this socialist tradition of, uh, you know, Histadrut and all these groups when, you know, a bunch of uh, small group of activists take control. The, the, the majority, the silent majority, do not care or do not interfere and they do whatever they want, but they do not really represent uh, um, the field and most of the uh, most of the scholars i do know we have a problem with humanities and social sciences not only because they are declining but because when you look at the so-called opposition to uh, israel it's mainly in these fields by the emerging viable and and and, and leading field of research and excellence in other areas well, there is no problem at all. It's, it's true here too, of course, in, in universities, a small vocal group can uh, take over and bully and ostracize uh, 
others, particularly in, in uh, positions of administrative importance, um, which they obviously are not at Tel Aviv everywhere, you wouldn't be uh, among the administrators. Um, what has been the reaction among your, your, your colleagues, uh, whatever their field of study? Have you spoken to some of your, your colleagues about the react, what, what they think about this when an American organization uh, attempts to ostracize in this way? Well, you, you know, I, I used to go to MESA conferences with many of my friends that I noticed that less and less Israelis, but not only Israelis, scholars from even the United States do not come anymore to those uh, conferences. There are so many uh, uh, new organizations, ASMIA and other, uh, but also uh, many other uh, places uh, where you can uh, exchange views and ideas and where you can present your uh, research. I think that the sense is they were always very hostile now they don't want us we don't they need us more than we they need uh, than we need uh, uh, them uh, and, and 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 by the way it's my sense that it's not only israel that they are tra targeting of course they are against any um, arab uh, regime in the region but basically like the iranians who speak about the great devil and, and, and the little one, there are anti-Americans in the sense. I mean, those activists, we know who are they. Many of them are people who came from the Arab world and they have a problem of identity. The only thing they can agree upon on and unite, the only common denominator is, you know, the hate to uh, Israel. Let us not make a mistake. It's not... Uh, uh, about, uh, you know, Israeli presence in the West Bank or Judea and Samaria. It's about the existence of Israel. If you study uh, uh, the, the uh, BDS and, and, and the decision taken by uh, MISA, the only way Israel can uh, get legitimacy is by, you know, um, uh, allowing the refugees from 84 to come back. This is at least in, in, in the resolution. And this is, uh, this means, you know, the annihilation of uh, Israel. So basically that's, that's the reality. Yeah, it is. it is. Has there been any talk that you have heard about a, uh, an institutional or a formal response in some way to this motion? Um, well, there the, were, first of all, you know, uh, uh, even in my university, uh, um, people, most people didn't hear about MESA and do not think that this is an important uh, association or um, <laughs> the president of university who is often uh, talking with presidents of universities in the United States, hear from them that, you know, you should ignore them entirely. The, the Israeli Association of uh, Oriental, Oriental Studies uh, sent a letter of, of condemnation. There is the Association of Israel Studies, which we are a uh, uh, full uh, member that actually left MESA. Um, and, and, and we still uh, consider what else should, uh, what else, uh, should be done 
about it, but academically, as far as Israel is concerned, I don't think that this resolution has a real impact. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. In other words, <clears throat> MISA isn't what it used to be, and um, we could say an organization that used to be academic, as you said, now certainly more a political activist organization than, than an academic one, um, has uh, shot itself in the foot in some ways. As to say, it's it's um, uh, made a move that will decrease its importance even more than had already been done by its previous um, constitution, by its previous, by the people who are members of it, who come to the mm -hmm. annual conferences and uh, who run it, most importantly, who are in charge of it and, and who um, are in control of, of what happens there. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's, to me, that's the takeaway so far, that, that the, Israeli, the reaction of, of Israeli academe is, I would go too far, I was supposed to say a, a shoulder shrug, but it's at least not panic. There is no uh, sense of alarm, it seems. Am I yes. correct in that? Yes, absolutely right, because we are so fully sure of ourselves. I, I mean, in the sense that we really don't need MESA. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, uh, direct contact with all American university, with the president, with the provost, with the departments. Uh, we have excellent uh, relations with most of the scholars. Yes, no, not every uh, scholar, especially the activists, but with most of the scholars. We have excellent uh, working relations with institutions all over the world. So, so if I an individual wonder, scholar still wants to come to the US and go to use uh, archives or go to uh, a university to a conference, not necessarily a MISA conference, but just a conference being put on by an academic uh, unit of university, uh, you anticipate no issues with that at this point? Uh, certainly, clearly not, not an issue. And let me remind you that, you know, Blessing Move was the establish, uh, establishment of uh, Israeli studies everywhere in the States. And uh, uh, well, some centers for Israeli studies were taken hostage by, but, 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 but most of these centers, most of these uh, 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 professors who uh, uh, teach Israel studies are very openly and, and universities in large want to encourage uh, Israeli studies everywhere. So one, once again, I don't see any problem with uh, the MISA resolution. That's, that's fascinating. Well, let's, uh, maybe, since uh, that is true, let me ask you about it from the perspective of Americans. You've, you've spent time here, you've lived here before, and, and uh, what about an American graduate student, say, who's coming up through Middle East studies, who wishes to uh, study uh, Israel, study uh, in the archives there, go to Israel, exchange student, maybe as an undergraduate even. Um, do you see that having an effect on their ability to advance in their profession? Uh, from your end, and, and also just, just uh, looking at it from as best you can, an American perspective too. Yeah, well, I do think that it has uh, it has an importance because clearly any young scholar who teaches uh, Middle Eastern studies or history knows that unless he expresses uh, clear anti-Israeli views, he might not be accepted 
um, or admitted uh, by, by, by the professor in a certain uh, department. This is unfortunately the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the one hand, we see, you know, uh, very positive signs, you know, many states in in the United States uh, already uh, issue laws and regulations uh, or or condemn the the, the DS uh, movement. At the same time, it's hard hard for me to say whether, whether, you know, uh, this discourse will poison uh, the young generation, will poison young generation of scholars. By the way, it didn't happen in Europe. You know, with Europe, the situation in Europe, well, not organized BDS, but, but in many places, uh, London, England, uh, Europe, there the, the, the were, you know, uh, those uh, anti-Israeli attitudes, this anti-Israeli discourse. Nowadays, relations between Israel and Europe and relations between Israel and, 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 and many of those academic institutions are... are, are Excellent. So, I, I I don't think that you know such views will poison the uh, the mind set mind of, of you know young people. I do hope that this will not be the case. After all, let me repeat what my colleague and my professor Martin Kremer said already. You know, uh, Rashid Khalidi said in a conference. We heard him. Both of us heard him. You know. Why nobody listened to us? It was in the uh, early um, 2001 or 2002, you know, when everybody there in Mesa tried to understand, uh, you know, the reasons for the 9-11 attacks and to show sympathy to the attackers and to say that we should understand and uh, contain. And he said, Martin, Nobody listened to you because you are simply anti-Americans. And that's, uh, I think, what every American who listened to them after attacking Israel, also attacking America, do understand, does understand it. They are. They're vitriolically anti-American and anti-Israel. We cover them all the time. Yeah. Um, not that they don't enjoy the benefits from living here and not that they yeah. wouldn't uh, you know, have... Uh, a conniption if you tried to cut their salaries or in any way lower their uh, living standards, but it's uh, they always want it both ways. Um, we have a few questions from our audience. Let me encourage you, please. There's plenty of uh, room to ask if you have some. Um, Stephen Orlo asks, are there any competing organizations which current members of MISA can be encouraged to join in lieu of MISA membership? Well, first of all, in the United States, there is a SMIA. You know, uh, uh, and, and the Association for the Study of the Middle East and Africa. Yes. Yes, founded by Fuad Ajami after, you know, he decided that he, enough is enough with, with Mesa and, uh, you know, Fuad Ajami is, uh, was a great uh, historians, historian. And, and, and uh, uh, I do attend their meetings, and every year the number of those who attend it is increasing. There is the Association of Israel Studies uh, that cover the entire uh, the entire region, and apart from that, first of all, in the United States, there are those association, uh, associations that deal with history and with international relations, and uh, and there are other 
um, organization outside the United States. Uh, for example, I was offered, I, I can't do it, but you know, there is uh, some European, uh, you know, uh, um, the Nordic uh, Association for Middle Eastern Studies, uh, unfortunately, they will hold their uh, um, conference in Island in Rosh Hashanah, so I wouldn't be able to attend it, but I was offered to, uh, I got an invitation. So there are many other places where, you know, Israelis can uh, come and present their uh, ideas. Uh, we are very much American oriented by, but the world is, you know, much bigger than, you know, Mesa and what it stands for. Yeah. Um, Michael Perloff uh, says, what prevents these scholars from looking at the evidence and realizing that the conflict involving Israel revolves, I'm going to uh, abbreviate his question here, uh, is principally imperialistic uh, Islamic reclamation jihad, uh, Israel's primary declared genocidal adversaries or the Islamic resistance movements uh, founded in Gaza and on and on. Um, their primary supporter is uh, uh, Islamic Iran, he says, uh, the party of al-Hezbollah uh, and uh, so on, other, other um, yeah. Islamist uh, terrorist groups and, and um, Islamist groups. Um, yeah, but, but let me say, don't interfere or uh, disturb, you know, Mesa people with these facts and with history details, they are not after those uh, things they are after, you know, they are activists and after their uh, idea, they have an idea and then uh, they direct their uh, uh, discourse and research and toward it. So, you know, it's useless uh, uh, engaging in, in any discussion with them. But once again, once again, you know, I attended many of the MISA conferences and most people, most 99% of the people who attended these meetings were, well, you know, they came because this is the professional association, but, 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 uh, you know, they were friendly and had no problem with, with, you know, on the contrary were very interested in coming to Israel and to listen to us and to exchange views, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, which is heartening, heartening to have. But let me, let me ask a question coming off of that. Uh, look, if you look at the number of papers, a lot of the uh, topics that are discussed at MISCA's annual conferences, um, many of them do not involve Israel and the West Bank and Gaza. A lot of them involve uh, everything from ancient Persian poetry to uh, medieval uh, Ottoman history and on and on. There's a, there are a lot of, in other words, topics there that um, have academic substance. And then there are, of course, those that are uh, overly political and uh, overtly political, I should say, and are uh, aimed at um, uh, more at politics than in, in any sense scholarly. Um, in your academic career, do you know of any academic organizations that have been flipped, so to speak, that in which uh, a, a coterie of uh, activists who have taken them over have been displaced uh -huh. gradually or in a coup d'etat of some sort uh, by people who want to return an organization to its roots, to its scholarly roots of rigorous scholarship in lieu of this kind of um, politicized uh, activism. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, I don't have an answer. I didn't look into it, but, but, 
but clearly it's either that uh, Mesa will uh, come to its sense eventually, although, you know, even if an agreement will be reached between Israel and the Palestinian, and even if Abu Mazen uh, would sign the agreement, it will not be acceptable, of course, by the Mesa people who right. uh, consider him as a traitor, you know. Uh, but but, but uh, what I see is a gradual decline of, uh, of Mesa is, you know, a place where people from all around the world can meet. That's what I see. In, in many cases, what I see is not an organization redefine its goals and re in many of the cases, what I witnessed was the decline of a certain organization and the emergence of a new, a new one. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was sort of withering away of the organization seems more uh, likely, uh, certainly, than, than uh, a reformation or a renewal of it. Um, Mindy Stein asks, is there any way to get university administrators to insist on the hiring of more balanced Middle East studies professors? Well, first of all, what uh, uh, university administration should do is to stop supporting MESA. You know, uh, MESA is financed by the by, uh, uh, nation of, of uh, 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 the members pay, but also there is the institutional membership and many American universities uh, provide financial support to this organization. Uh, you know, many Middle Eastern institutions all around uh, the United States uh, pay their use to the MESA and thus support uh, this organization. This should be stopped. I think that this should be stopped. Uh, um, as for a more balanced, you know, there is discretion of academic freedom. I, I, I guess no administration, no university uh, president will dare to, and I, I do understand it. What uh, the, the effort was during the last two decades was to establish Israeli study centers to balance, uh, to, to, to provide the, the campus, the students, a more balanced uh, view of the developments in, in Israel and in the region. And this is a very positive uh, approach that should be encouraged. Yes, yes. We, we've seen some of those come out to be, um, as you say, truly offering balance. Some will hire um, equally politicized professors uh, mm -hmm. who are Israelis and say, see, we've balanced it now. This person's an Israeli, get to be on our side. But I, but I agree, you've seen a lot of growth in that and there's an obvious reason uh, why. But let me ask you this, do you think that, or do you fear that the politicization of a professional organization like MISA, and we've seen that in other professional, professional organizations as well, um, the MLA here in America or the American Historical Association, other academic groups that may not have voted for BDS, but they are un unquestionably politicized. Um, will, do you fear that those will, that politicization will discourage people from entering the field, whether it's just as undergraduate majors or as, as uh, professors. And uh, do you fear, therefore, that the field itself, the study of the Middle East, the study of Israel and other areas, uh, will uh, be adversely affected by that? Well, uh, first of all, I, 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 I uh, have to say that it's already uh, 
became a total failure, it's it corrupted. I mean, if you look at Bernard Lewis and Fuad Ajami, there are not any more scholars uh, like these two uh, giants because, you know, everybody that wants to study or to re uh, conduct a research on a country or, or, or a region uh, to provide the reader with a general view, the history of Egypt will immediately be accused as being, you know, uh, pro-Israeli, pro-Sisi, pro-American. So instead, people, and I see it, it's very clear, uh, 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 tend to focus on, you know, unimportant, unsignificant, negligible uh, uh, areas and fields of uh, study that really do not give you the general uh, uh, picture. And, and we feel nowadays the lack of, you know, such giants, uh, like, as I mentioned before, Fuad or, or late Fuad and late uh, uh, Bernard. So there is a problem with Middle Eastern studies uh, nowadays. And I do think that one, people realize that they don't get to know the Middle East through uh, courses and through uh, the current program, they will go other place to find for answers, to look for answers. Curiosity will be satisfied in pursuit yes. some way, whether in uh, established university setting or, or, or elsewhere. Uh, I, I hope and think that's right. I think you're correct. Well, unfortunately, we've come to the bottom of the hour. Uh, uh, our guest has been Ial Zisser. Again, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. This has been a very enlightening discussion. Uh, we, we hear what has happened here in, in the US, but we rarely hear uh, the Israeli side of this kind of, um, uh, of dilemma. And uh, what you've said is, is, is truly enlightening. We're gonna be speaking about this, I think, for some time. Um, thank you too for everyone who has tuned in. We appreciate it very much. And please watch your mailbox this uh, weekend for further announcements of forthcoming webinars and podcasts. Again, thank you to our guest. Thank you to all of you and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Good night from uh, Tel Aviv. Yes, good night.